0: Welcome to Blackbird, episode number five. My name is James, and today I am joined once again by Jose Galison. Jose is here to talk about his kind of side hustle, breeding cats. Uh, It's a very interesting business to get into. He and his wife have found great success in it. And as one of the goals of this podcast is to learn and teach self-reliance and self-sufficiency... Uh, I figured this would be a good idea for anybody who is an animal lover or just is looking for some way creatively to make extra money. Before we get started with Jose, I want to remind you about BU Enterprises. BU invites you back to your own body, at your desk or on the mat, at work or at home. BU offers breath awareness and postural alignment awareness with small exercises that you can insert into your workday right where you are, wherever you are. BU offers mind-body classes like Pilates and yoga to help you free your own body from stress, repetitive movement, and disuse. BU invites you and your employees back into your body. You'll feel better, and you'll save money. Contact BU Enterprises to book a training, either in-person or virtual, for yourself or your team at buenterprises.com. That's B-E-Y-O-U Enterprises.com. And with that, here is my latest interview with jose Galison. all right jose welcome back to the show
1: hey what's up man it's glad glad to be back uh we were actually talking in the pre before in the before this and uh yeah like we we've had a couple conversations uh, uh you know and uh, I, uh hopefully we can do more i feel like we have a good chemistry uh like i was telling you like even though i've had some big guests you're like my third most watched episode i'll or, or just i'll or shoot the shit so i mean hopefully there's uh, more to come here it's a, a budding bromance
0: yeah it's a lot <laughs> of fun doesn't even have to be bro really yeah. i mean if no i'm just kidding my honey i didn't say that no uh, uh hey so we wanted to talk about this nuts business you've got mm-hmm. uh bre- <laughs> breeding the ugliest animal in the world according to me uh but perfectly sweet and maybe even cute to some people why don't you why don't you kind of introduce that for us real quick
1: yeah, um, I'm Jose. I mean, uh, a lot of people know me for, like, the Liberty Women stuff, but I also have a side business where um, i just going to go ahead and say ahead of time, since we're kind of going to, like, agoristic stuff, uh, everything I say here for legal reasons is a joke. All right, cool. I'm covered now. Um,
0: it's hilarious.
1: Just, just starting from here. Everything's <laughs> just a joke. Uh, but, yeah, uh, fucking, I got, uh, we. I have a cat business. I sell Sphinx hairless cats, cats. Um, uh, whenever we bought my house that I have here, we was kind of the perfect house. It had like a roughly about a thousand square feet of area that was just kind of like perfect for what we were wanting to do. Uh, and yeah, we still hear those cats. I mean, I probably go into a little bit more of like what got us into that and stuff, but uh, I'm sure those are probably the questions James has, and I don't want to just like do the whole pod right here in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No. Yeah, I yeah just ramble. Uh, I sling well, puss. <laughs> I don't. Um,
0: I don't know anything about breeding pets. Mm. Like, what well, I mean. What, yeah, tell me about that thousand foot, thousand square foot space. Where is it? What does it look like?
1: Uh, well, like I said, it was just a house we got. Um, we were looking for a new house, me and the wife, because we kind of lived in generic sub the suburbs for a while and we were just kind of over it. And I think we had a couple Sphinx at the time and we just like really loved the breed and we kind of always kind of shot the shit about like just getting into breeding, but we were just like kind of wanted to dabble. Uh, but yeah, when we saw this house that we were, we we're looking at, and we had a couple acres out here cause we wanted to get a little bit more in the country, but not two in the country. So we have two acres out here, um, you know, completely fenced in. And when we saw the house, there was about a thousand square feet of the house. That is, uh, what's called a Florida room. I live in Florida and it's this, uh, mm-hmm. closed in, essentially closed in porch, but it has a cement floors. Um, it's just kind of a perfect area. So it's easy. Like say we have cats there. It's like, it's kind of broken off from the rest of the house. Uh, so it doesn't, so, you know, cause cats, they can be gross, you know, if they pee or whatever. You don't want to like, you don't want to be, especially if you're running a business, you don't want to have, bring clients over and be like, smell like the old lady's house that has like 20 cats. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, obviously cleaning does that, but then also to some extent, having it separated from the rest of the house in that way, you know, like towards essentially it's supposed to be like an external porch. that just got, got screened in. And yeah, so it was kind of the perfect house. We were like immediately sorry and we just immediately visioned like this could be the perfect place for that. But even then, at the time, we weren't thinking about how large of an operation um, that we were going to end up having. Not that we were running it like a cat mill out of here or anything. Uh, we have, I think about, I'm, I'm, my wife's probably going to yell at me if she ever watches this because I'm really bad about remembering things like, you know, how many we have and stuff. I, th- I think we have 14 cats altogether, you know, but Uh, Some of those are house cats, just like, you know, pets, but we have a huge house and uh, some of them live in that little area, but we, I think we have like five breeding females. So uh, yeah, but, but, and then, yeah, I'm kind of rambling now, but you get the idea. We got the house kind of perfect little area to have the cats. Uh, And so this was kind of like drew us to it. There's also an outside porch that is like uh, the, because one thing with the males is they mark. So you can't keep them inside. You just can't. And luckily we live in Florida. So it's like, we don't really have that issue of like, you know, the hot or the being too hot, or being too cold. And we've kind of figured out, I mean, too hot is an issue in Florida, but we have figured out a system outside where we have fans and we've set up blinds and stuff. So they're not like dying out there. And also during the, what you can kind of consider a winter in Florida, we have set up heaters and stuff outside. We've gone pretty high tech with it. But, yeah, we, the boys are comfortable outside. The porch there is perfectly, like, an easy, like, composite material that you can spray off for when they pee or whatever, you know, because that's what they do. Male cats, that's one of the biggest drawbacks in, like, breeding, which, like, if you're some person out there who's, like, just wanting to get into breeding, I would suggest don't unless you know exactly what you're getting into because a lot of people do that and then find out, oh, shit, the boys pee everywhere? Yeah, they do. And then now you have this animal that you're trying to rehome or your house just stinks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so- yeah. So do they ever do they ever come into your actual house, house or do they just stay in that breeding area?
1: Uh, well, it okay the the, the boys they don't come in very often but they do they do come in. Yeah, uh, it's funny. My wife the wife actually found that there's like little diapers you can get them, so she'll bring them in because she actually loves the boys. The boys are super sweet. Um, and the, I don't know, like she just loves them because they're so masculine and they just cause like uh we have one named Vlad who's just yoked because <laughs> <laughs> like they you don't because most people don't see uh like tomcats and especially with them being hairless you kind of see more of their musculature and because know when they have hair you don't really get to see as much but when you, when you don't get them fixed they get pretty big and they get pretty bulky but for some reason the boys are like super sweet like they're just like the sweetest like unfixed males are probably like the sweetest cats there are i don't know why are just super sweet, but then they're yoked, <laughs> and my wife loves it. So, like, we have Vlad, and he's a black uh, sphinx, and he's just huge. <laughs> he's just got a big blocky head, looks like a friggin' pit bull and a cat mixed together, <laughs> and he just Jeez. he just lays in her lap like nothing, you know. But we just got to keep the diaper on in case he runs off, because if he doesn't, you know, he'll go pee. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's crazy. So, uh, so that's logistics, kind of. Mm. Um, what about marketing? How do you how do you get the word out there? Um, I'm assuming. I, I, yeah. I, I don't even know what I'm assuming. What's your, what's your, how do you find
1: clients and stuff? Um, it's actually when we first got into it, we only started with one litter. I mean, that's how most businesses start. You start out small and we start with one litter and we kind of actually went priced way low in the market. Cause we just did not believe that how expensive they were like, and how much people were selling them for come to find out the first litter that we sold, they sold within an hour like just gone just and I think my wife I want to say it was like craigslist at the time or something or, or maybe it was like facebook I, I don't know what it was but it, she only set up like one ad M- marketing is not an issue is the point I'm getting at it's such a high demand business and there's not a lot of people, lot of people that do it that it just they, they sell like hotcakes um we it's one thing we just cannot keep up with the demand at all and so yeah we end up raising the price later because it was like we just yeah, there's, I mean, why not, you know, supply and demand, that's how it works. You know, we, we, if anything, we could probably raise the price more if we want to, we just, we kind of just feel like we'd be going nuts with it. But yeah, every, every litter we've had has sold probably within a day, you know, once we put them up for market, we've actually gotten to the point now where we have a wait list. So we don't even really have that issue. But before that, everyone we had sold within a day. And if it didn't sell within a day, it was just because my wife who does most of the marketing and deals with the clients, um, she it was just because she was being lazy and wasn't answering texts, but if anytime she's actually put in the effort and like gone within a day, <laughs> like it's, it's actually absolutely insane. Cause when, when, she first got into it, I was just kind of like, if, if anything, I always joke and tell people was like, it's kind of like when your wife wants to get into sign like Avon or something, you're like, okay, that's nice, honey, you know, whatever makes you happy. And then like the first litter just sold within an hour. And I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I think there's something here. And it's like, okay, you know, maybe this is actually a legit business <laughs> and not, you know, something we're gonna lose a bunch of money in.
0: So I assume you started out with just one male and one female. Yes. And how many how many cats come out in a litter? Kittens, I guess.
1: Uh, I mean, obviously you can have just one. You can have, I think the largest litter I think we had was either seven or eight. I can't remember if it was seven or eight. Honestly, I'm, I'm drawn, I'm really bad with, with with uh like I said, I'm bad at m- remembering stuff like that. But yeah, I think it was like seven or eight. It's the largest we've had. Um, I mean, that's pretty large litter. I'd say an average, probably like three or four you get out of it. And, um, like I said, for legal reasons, a joke, but they roughly, I'll, I'll tell you on the mark, I'm going to tell you what we, we charge cause the IRS might be watching, but, um, normally they go for about 2000 each. So you wow. can probably do the math there, you know, and, uh, obviously there's uh, there's overhead and stuff that goes, comes <laughs> into play. And we, uh, we are very much bougie in that we like to take care of our animals. And so we go above and beyond. We very much take the approach that, you know, for one, we like to treat the animals good because that kind of helps with, you know, their health, you know, pro- producing good litters, you know, healthy kittens, you know, it's also good for the marketing side of things when clients come over, they see good looking cats, they see a good looking house that you take care of, you know, where the cats are at, so on and so forth. We're not, a lot of people do where they try to like decrease their o- o- overhead to a ridiculous amount and they just end up with some nasty, you know, that's where you hear like breeding horror stories, you know, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's what I think of when I think of breeding is the is like the kitten mill or the puppy mill,
1: um, which is kind of funny not to go off too much of a tangent, but that's kind of one of those that's really there's really something there where people do this they they equate capitalism or just free market in general to that and like just greediness, but people don't even think like like it's actually not even good. While we do it, a lot of why we do it is because we take we like our cats, we we take care of our cats. But also there is some aspect of like, that's what's good for business. Like, sure, maybe you could, you know, going the other route and having the horror story, you know, cateries, what they're called. Uh, you could, you know, make quick, some quick money, but you're not probably going to stick around for the long run. If you want to have a good business for a long period of time, it makes sense to, you know, spend a little extra money, take, take put in a little bit more care, you know, provide good customer service, so on and so forth, you know? So
0: with the litter sizes being so unpredictable, I mean, anywhere from one to seven or eight. uh, How do you how do you like let someone on your waiting list know, oh, hey, she's pregnant, but it might not be your turn yet. You might have to wait another however long the gestation period is.
1: It's really that simple. We let them know when they're born. We let them know. And it's even more difficult, too, because there's coloration and sometimes certain colors don't really present until they're older. And some people have really specific requests. So, and then the biggest one that we always have is people will request blue eyes. And eyes are a thing that doesn't really set until I want to say it's like six weeks or maybe it might even be eight where the, the color doesn't fully set. So people will have like, oh, I want blue eyes. I want blue eyes. And it's like, we always have to be like, well, you're kind of, kind of have to gamble here because we can't hold a cat for you forever. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I mean, like it is what it is. I mean, we've worked with some people to make stuff like that happen. I know some people are really set on that, but a lot of things don't really come into play until later. Uh, I kind of ramble there. What was the question again? <laughs>
0: kind of brain fart. Uh, no, I was just wondering, like, how you communicate to the customer when they're when like, is it when the when the cat becomes pregnant, or is it after they give birth? Is it a certain number of weeks?
1: Uh, I think my, my wife handles most of this stuff. Sure. Um, one good thing to do, I would suggest, is if you're going to run a business like this, have someone who's willing to do a lot of the business stuff for you. That's really helpful.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, unless you wife, are the business wives person. are great for that. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> I said, but unless yet, you
0: are the business person, in which yeah. case...
1: I mean, most like, of what I do is just, you know, taking care of the cat room, which is cleaning, you know, scooping litter boxes, just general manual labor. <laughs> she handles the finer side of things. But yeah, we we usually will tell them like uh, when they're pregnant and let them know ahead of time. But it, it is like, a, we're just letting them know like, hey, this doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get one, especially if they have a very specific request. But we'll let them, we'll keep tabs as time goes on and people will claim. And we have like, you know depending on how you are on the wait list you know you get different preference you know what i mean but uh, it's a whole clusterfuck it, it, it is get a little crazy with the waiting list because it is like like i said with especially with like eye color or even skin color sometimes it doesn't like Because for example like uh like one of the rarest colors with sphinx is like chocolate which is like a light brown you know it's actually like a mutation off of black apparently mm-hmm. and so it's super rare but they come out as flesh colored so they just look and to be honest, flesh colored are kind of the boring ones. I mean, but, and that's like what you think of when you think of your, like, uh, when people think of Sphinx as the flesh colored ones. And if anything, there's probably the ones we get like the least, but I digress. Point I'm getting at is they come out and it's not even till later till they start presenting the chocolate. So it's like a lot of people overlook them and be like, no, this is like a diamond in the rough kind of deal, you know? Cause like most people don't really care for the, this, the flesh colored ones. Cause they want the cool colored ones unless there are some people who are really set on the flesh colored ones. Cause they had the idea of a Sphinx in their head. Have they seen the movies and that's what they want. Oh sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the point I was getting at is you, the color doesn't set into later. And like, even though you could think it's the most boring thing it ends up being like the most rare, coolest color. Cause like the, the chocolate ones are really pretty too. It's like, a, just a pretty color. I don't really know what to say other than that. So <laughs> kind of rambling again.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. It makes sense. That's awesome. So, so what what like what's next? How how long does the how long do you keep the cats before you actually you know release them to the client? Is it immediate? Uh or is, like is there a like do you wait a couple of weeks to make sure they're not gonna die?
1: <laughs> like I said, my wife has I'm pretty sure it's either 12 or 14. I'm completely blanking on this and I feel like an idiot right now, but I'm That's pretty sure it's or 12 or 14 12 days. Weeks. 12 or 14 weeks is when oh, okay. they go. It's somewhere between there. I want to say it's 12. For some reason, I'm thinking 14 right now. I think 14 might be their 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 last round of shots. Cause legally they need certain shots. I think 14 is their 14-week shot. So that's why I have 14 in my head. But uh, I'm pretty sure yeah, they go home at 12 and then they have they have 14-week shots later. I'm just thinking out loud right now, trying to remember the, the numbers. because uh, there's so much stuff we have to remember. But anyways, yeah, 12 weeks is when they go. Uh they go home to their the it's when they're basically completely weaned and they're just, you know, they're ready to go at that point uh by that time the mother doesn't even really want shit to do with them anyways you I know mean, a lot of people think that's like that's one thing it's funny like do people do have this idea that it's like cruel to some extent because you're like taken away from their mother but a lot of people don't realize how animals a lot of animals work is by that time the mother wants nothing to do with them anyways well, I mean, yeah, I and
0: especially domesticated animals i mean yeah. they're, they're they are genetically predisposed to be around humans now like yeah especially you know cats and dogs that's kind of just how they've how they've evolved um you said you have five breeding mothers how often then are your are your cats you know giving birth how often do you have
1: a a litter to to sell out uh i mean they probably have like one to two litters a year it just depends you know each uh yeah roughly okay cool so like between five
0: and ten a year almost one almost one a month that's great
1: yeah Uh, it's kind of hard to predict because you know stuff comes up and you know like sometimes they won't get well, they won't get pregnant within the heat or whatever. I don't know. It's just, it is one of those ones. It's not the greatest thing to have as a stable, like only job, but it's a good side gig. Cause, but it's definitely not. Cause you could make a, there's a gigantic range in basically what you can make in a year. So if you're trying to plan your life around it, it's not super stable. <laughs> it's all over the place. Cause like I said, like you could have one, you could put in all this time and effort and have a, have a cat that has one, one kitten, you know?
0: Yeah. All right. So let's uh so that's that's kind of the ins and outs of the business i guess um what about the what about kind of the the agorist part let's say if you were actually engaging in this hypothetical business that we're that we're joking about right now um what what are some of the things that you would be expected to do by the state and what are some of the things that you just say
1: nah i mean really the agorist side of things the biggest thing would probably be the money really I mean, aside from that, I mean, you'd be kind of almost stupid to try to dodge around the state and the other things. Cause like the biggest things are like, you have to get them, there certain shots. Um, and then you have to get like health certificates and stuff like that. Certain things are required by a state and it'd be kind of dumb to not, cause it's just like, there's not really any sort of like upside of not doing it, especially since in really, in a sense, what you're doing is just providing some sort of certificate that your animal's healthy generally. So, I mean, I don't know. There's not really any reason why you would want to skirt around that. The biggest mm-hmm. thing would be the money side things. And being as it's, when I get it, there's a lot of opportunities for cash, you know, cash business is what I'm getting at. And, and you, you kind of can kind of get where that goes. We're, we, we've debated on possibly maybe offering crypto, but I don't think a lot of people want to go that way. I mean, mo- most people are like PayPal, Venmo or cash is how this business usually works. I'd probably say like half of it's cash. So you do have the other That's side. That's surprising
0: for $2,000. Huh? That's surprising for $2,000 that people are paying cash.
1: Yeah. I mean, we always, I mean, we don't all, always do it, but we we kind of usually sometimes, we have before offered discounts for cash. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah, that know, makes sense.
1: It's preferable. Um, like I said, we I think I said a minute ago, we, we've debated offering crypto, but it's not going to be a whole lot of people who are to do that you know, especially where you don't have a ton of clients. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I is... mean,
0: look, if it was me, I would be offering it. I mean, yeah. even if, even if 0% of my clients took me up on the offer, I'd still want people to know, hey, there's actually a business. out. But that's just because I'm a crypto evangelist. I'm not, I'm not like a business person, yeah. really. <laughs> I'm
1: just... I, I, to be honest, I'm still to yet to even figure out crypto. I know it's a sin, but I, I need, I need to, Ugh. um, I, we're I, really, I'm just such a busy person. And it's just like, I sit down and just like do it. And it's like, for me, I'm not a tech guy. So it's like so daunting. But it's yeah. one of those things that once you do it, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well,
0: I don't, I still, like, I don't understand how crypto works. Like, I don't, if you ask me what a blockchain is, I can probably muddle my way through it. Um, all right, so cats, why, uh, why sphinxes? Is it just because that's what you had as pets or is there like that's, a certain?
1: Yeah, I really just ended up working out that way. That's what we had. My wife always wanted one, wanted one and then she ended up getting them um kind of a interesting story of why we ended up actually going the breeding route and why we actually ended up expanding is my wife uh i don't know probably about five years ago ish i'm really bad with times as well so i'm probably I'm off on how many years ago it was <laughs>
0: jose and numbers we, yeah. I, I, we we got it we got it we're good
1: yeah but anyways she probably about five years ago ish she started having seizures and we had a long time that before we could finally figure out something that could get them stabilized, like medicine wise. Um, luckily now she's gotten to a point where she's on a vacation that, you know, she almost never has seizures. She'll have what's called like focal seizures, which are mini seizures, but not an issue. But back then she was having full blown grand mal seizures is what it's called where, you wow. know, what you expect of like some, you know, person convulsing on the floor and all that craziness. And she used to have all that and, she was really concerned that she was going to have a hard time keeping her job because, you know, and there's a whole other, like we can go down the rabbit hole because the state really fucked us in a lot of ways uh, with all that. Cause she lost her license and then we kind of had to had issues with getting it back. And then we ended up, it was so hard to get back. I mean, I'm kind of going rabbit hole, but it's so hard to get back. We ended up like just saying, fuck it and driving anyways. And she got busted and then got hit with a uh, driving without a license. But the only reason she was driving without a license is because, just having such trouble getting your license back. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's a whole mess. Anyways, point being, she was worried that she was going to lose income from her job. And so we kind of expanded that a little bit to kind of, you know, to somewhat make up for what we were anticipating. She may end up losing money there. Um, So yeah, that kind of just, we ended up developing that side gig there since we were concerned. Luckily we've kind of been able to keep everything. She kept her job. Um, was able to kind of weather the storm and you know we were able to make things work bend over backwards to be able to get her to and from her job and not have her like you know and her work didn't fire her another thing too is like kind of bring up it's kind of pertinent to the conversation my wife works in the veterinary field so that's actually a large part of why we got into it is because you know she is able to she has a wide breadth of knowledge in a lot of this stuff so, you know, like, I definitely, that's another reason why I wouldn't suggest people just getting into it unless you have some sort of knowledge, because there is a decent amount that goes into it, you know, just, I mean, my wife can go on about different parasites that can infect catteries and just, you know, all, all that different shit. So she has quite the knowledge there, you know, I wouldn't be able to make it work without my wife. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah, that's kind of went on a, on a tangent there, but yeah, we we, we developed it because my wife fucking you know we were worried about losing her job, and the sphinx just so happened to be just because we liked sphinx and we had sphinx, and we re- whenever we bought the sphinx we we're like holy shit this thing is like we spent like two thousand bucks we're like what no way and like so it was just kind of something I always thought about something like how hard would this be because a lot of people don't realize like with like cats and like like because people always think of breeding and they think of like they always will talk about like breeding dogs. I don't know why people always want to breed their dogs. Breeding dogs is generally pretty terrible because uh, it's just gross. Cause like baby, like puppies are gross. Like these are like, I don't, I mean, I've, I've, I've known people have had litters of puppies. They're just gross. A lot of people actually end up keeping their litters out outside for that reason. But it's just uh, it's way logistically it's way more of a pain in the ass and they're yeah, kind of gross.
0: When and cats are
1: way cleaner,
0: you know. I adopted my dog. We went to the yeah. we we adopted him from a from a foster family, but it was this whole litter. Um, his mom had been found in a dumpster pregnant, uh, so they just put all the all the puppies up for adoption. And like literally, the, they had them in the in the foster family's kitchen in like a little playpen, and the whole kitchen floor was just covered in poop. It was yeah, so poops. gross. It stunk. Is nasty. They're fur, yeah. They just matted. like,
1: like mother cat, like uh, mother cats will literally like. It's kind of gross, but they will literally like clean their aunt, their 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 kittens. Like they'll will e- basically eat their shit and lick their piss. You know, <laughs> like they they take care of that. Whereas dogs, they just just do your thing. You know, I I don't know why what the differences between the two of them, but yeah, my, cats are way more clean in that regard. You know, they're way easier to take care of. The the cats do a lot of the work for you. The mother cats, so.
0: A very right. wholesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do so do most breeds go for two thousand a pop, or is Sphinx somehow in higher demand for some reason?
1: Uh, I'd say well, I mean, are you talking about like other breeds of cats? Yeah. Just in general. I don't I can't really speak much on other breeds of cats, to be honest with you. Honestly, with cats, there's not a ton of different breeds. I mean, normally it's like it's a cat, which is like I think it's dom- one say it's domestic short hair is what a normal cat is, you know. Um, but that's what most cats are. I mean, there are some weird ones like uh I'm Trying to think of like a. Uh, like Siamese. Yeah, Siamese. There's a uh, you know Maine Coon. You know, um, there's some other. I can't remember. It's like a mountain something. There's a really cool looking one that I've always thought would be cool to have. There's Bengals, but yeah. I I mean I don't really can't really talk much about pricing them because I don't really never really like, looked into it. Sure. But I mean. I can speak on the difference in pricing within Sphinx because, like, like I was talking before about how the chocolates can are uh, are more rare. So there's different pricing in the coloration too. So like, there are, I mean, you can raise the price. I mean, we generally kind of just sell them all at the same price, but you know, we've had some like really beautiful ones before that we've upped the price a little bit for because it's like, you know, people are gonna really want it. Supply and demand. You know, it's this is a something that's cooler. You know, than the rest. So we're gonna up the price and. That's the thing. A lot of brewers too do uh, do too, because like uh, like the chocolates are super rare. Uh, there's like also what's called a chocolate torty, which is even more rare. Which we have one. Which like I guess like we've talked to other brewers who've like never even seen them. Which like a torty is wow. when it's tortoiseshell, which basically just means it's like kind of a um I'm like talking.
0: a mottled mottled yeah. spotty look.
1: Yeah, mottled spotty look, but it's like different shades of chocolate and stuff. And it's it's really it's really pretty. It's really cool looking. We've actually we've. We have a mother that's that and she's actually produced other chocolate torties. But point being is you can kind of raise price with those, but generally the baseline's around like 2000 ish. So, but you, I, mean, I don't know, like you might add a couple hundred bucks if it's something really cool. Some people go crazy with it within Sphinx. There are other subcategories of breeds. I'm probably going to butcher this. There's um, Bambinos, which are like short legs. I don't know if you've seen them. I mean, I, my opinion, I don't really, I, I don't, it's kind of like when you see people who breed these monstrosity of dogs that are like unhealthy as hell, it's kind of the same idea. They give them shorter legs and it is really funny looking, but it's kind of like that cannot be good for the health of the cat. People raise the price of those because uh, they're even like, they're like a basically a breed within a breed. So, you know, I, and which makes sense. They raise the price and then there's dwells, which are like, they have like these weird ears that are kind of bent back. So they kind of look like elves. I don't know. People people go crazy with that. I don't. I don't really care for that personally. I, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was just speaking on pricing. Yeah.
0: Are are sphinxes hypoallergenic?
1: Oh, that is that's a good question because uh, that's one that comes up a lot. They are reduced allergen because they still have hair. A lot of people, lot of people oh, are okay. mistaken in thinking that they don't have hair. They kind of have peach fuzz. So like, and they have they even have different differing levels of peach fuzz. There are some that are fuzzier than others. So there are ones that are pretty dang naked, but there's there's technically no such thing as a completely hairless cat because they all have some sort of hair, but the, the, the more hairless they are generally kind of the grosser they are. Cause like people, they have a, they have a reputation of being like gross being like sweaty ball sacks or something. And there are ones that are like that. And those are the ones that are like super hairless. And some people really like that. I don't know why they think it's like more authentic to have like a super duper duper hairless one. But I, I generally prefer to have like the fuzzier ones because the, the thing with the fuzzier ones, too, is they are less care as well, because um, a lot of people don't realize that the, the hairless cats, because they have less hair, part of the function of a cat having hair is it kind of wicks the, the natural oil that comes off of their mm. skin. So it, it kind of is almost like a self-cleaning thing, whereas if you're the more hairless they are, the less that function occurs. So the more you have to bathe them. So if you have like a super hairless cat, you're going to have to bathe that thing like probably, you know, once to twice a week, which is just a pain in the ass, you know, like you, know, some, you don't want to do that with a cat. But now you have one that's more fuzzy. You might have to do it like, you know, I don't even, once I don't a even, month.
0: I don't even wash my own sweaty balt sack that much. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh But yeah, no, it's... That's why I prefer the fuzzier ones, but some people prefer the naked, more naked ones. I mean, if that's your thing, you probably wouldn't want to come to our category because if anything, we kind of select for that with mothers to have a little bit more fuzz because you know, we, it's kind of like just better, you know, they kind of end up with gross. And then when they have more oil too, they attract more dirt. So they get, and that's why you have to clean them more, you know, because they, -hmm. they they look dirtier too. You look at them and they're just like, they're just kind of get caked really quick with dirt and shit. So
0: do you not guys do, shit, but <laughs> do you guys do? Uh, so you do the shots. Do you do, uh, like spaying and neutering or um, declawing or any anything that a, that a client might ask for before they go through? No, we
1: actually do contracts, uh, and in our contract, you we do not allow them to uh, declaw. I forget what the uh, what their the recompense will be if they do. I want to say it's that uh, I'm pretty sure most of the things in our contract, if they break the contract, that we are entitled to take them to. Essentially, small claims court, and we can get the cat back, and you know, uh, do whatever we want. I think I think there's something in there about getting money too. I forget the the particulars of our contract, but yeah, we definitely frown heavily upon because I mean, people who don't know anything to decline, you're basically cutting off their. Essentially, think of you cut off your fingertip, like that top knuckle. That's essentially what what uh declining is. Which and, and I understand if you don't, because a lot of people don't understand what it is. I completely get like being like, I don't want this animal messing up my furniture, but you know, I don't know, figure out alternatives, (laughs) not cut off their fingernail. (laughs) Yeah. Not cut off their fingertips. Cause uh, that's pretty brutal. A lot of people don't realize how, how rough that is on them. And animals in general are usually pretty stoic things and don't really, it's not like they can tell you how much, how much it sucks. So (laughs) I don't know people seem to have this idea. They're like, Oh, they seem fine. They're doing okay. You know, it's like, yeah, well they're not, they don't really have a very good way of telling you that that sucks. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. All right. No, well, we, we frown on it. Is there anything? Oh, is oh there... sorry. Spaying and neutering. We, we don't spay and neuter. Some, that is one thing that some breeders do. And we've always found that to be kind of shady because if anything, it's like this weird, it, I think they do it in a lot of ways to prevent people from breeding. Cause it's like, they're trying to make sure they prevent competition. Or oh
0: yeah no i just meant it as like an add-on service like you know if yeah. the if the if the client said hey can you go ahead and take care of this for me so i don't have to do it
1: no we uh, generally don't think it's good to, to to uh spay and neuter that young of an age it's oh, better okay. to wait till they get a little bit older and uh yeah i mean and that's another thing in our contract we also don't let people breed because it's like we don't want to be giving out these animals and people cause people always seem to have the idea that i'm just gonna go you know i'm gonna you know flip this thing and make money and the there are irresponsible people out there who aren't thinking through it intelligently and they just make mm. bad decisions. So, I mean, we will sell breeding rights to certain people, but we, uh, yeah, we have a high bar for what we consider someone we do. Cause we don't really care. We're not like doing it cause we're worried about people cutting into the business or anything. Cause it's like, like I said earlier, the demand is so high that it, it wouldn't yeah. really cause an issue. So <laughs> it's more that just, we're trying to be ethical and just like, you, you know, like we don't want people just doing crazy stuff like that. Cause people do that too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're it sounds like you you put a lot of thought into the sort of ethical considerations around this which is like like I said at the beginning that's not the stereotype of a breeder. I mean, you know, yeah. you think of you think of um yeah, like these mills that you know, just I guess, you know, backyard breeders where they're just kind of throwing all these animals in a pen and
1: waiting for somebody to come get them. Like I said, though, earlier, though, it's funny because it is like there are those mills, but they don't last long because what ends up mm-hmm. happening is like there are actually communities of like Sphinx people out there. Like there are Sphinx groups on Facebook and stuff and for people looking for them. And when those those do happen, the word gets around quick and they are like, you know, they are shunned. You know what I mean? Like and I'm sure they're still selling it, but you makes their life a lot harder. So it's kind of one of those things that kind of naturally selects its way out. But I mean, and also other breeders. There's actually surprisingly most established breeders do a lot of the same things we do. So they kind of essentially create a natural bar, you know, of entry in a, a you know, through you know, what we would consider ethical ethical ways. Like nothing there is something that we're involving the state. I mean, I guess technically you're taking a to small claims court, but we can get in the weeds and be like in a true free society, you would take them to, you know, I sure. Yeah. It. Yeah. There's contract <laughs> like,
0: enforcement and stuff. Yeah. Than, uh, just about any sort of libertarian plans. Uh, okay. Is there anything else about your business that you wanted me to ask you about that? I didn't
1: No, I can't really think of much. I think we covered it and you're going to, you know, popped all over the place. All right. But, uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, so it, here's, here's what I'm
0: getting from it. Um, don't be a breeder because it's not as or it's not as easy as it as it seems like it would be on mm-hmm. at first glance if you are gonna be a breeder, do it responsibly have some land and some space to to put them uh, and keep the males outside because they're gonna piss all over everything
1: basically that's uh that encapsulates most of it and uh, have a wife that knows a lot of shit if you're gonna do it you know yeah so yeah. <laughs>
0: Or a husband yeah. who doesn't mind cleaning up shit. So
1: yeah, no, yeah, it's a good, it's a good mix. I'm a, I'm very good at manual labor and just you know generic menial tasks, and she's good at doing smart shit. So we, we've got a good uh, division of labor here. <laughs> Match
0: made in heaven. All right, cool. Um, anything else you want to plug?
1: Uh not really. Like, say so I got the, got the, the new. By this time, it'll probably, I'll probably, i uh, already be advertising it for my uh, No Way Jose channel. And then also got the Liberty Movement YouTube channel. Yeah, I got all my socials. I mean, which I don't really do much on those anyways, other than advertise. So, but yeah, I don't really have much to push. Uh, I mean, it'll, I'm assuming you'll probably put whatever in the video description. I'll send over yeah. my stuff. But I, I mean, I could go on forever. I mean, you get to a point where you're like, and we're over here, and we're over here, and we're over here. It's like I just <laughs> sometimes like I just like I just don't want to do the the spiel. I feel like you know at the end of like a commercial where you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I appreciate your time tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, best of luck in the cat business. Doesn't sound like you really need the luck though. You guys are killing it. Uh, yeah, we're
1: doing all right. I mean, if anything, we had a the boom with all the COVID, COVID stuff. But if, Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. But right. everyone spending their stimulus checks, but
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jose. Talk to you all soon. Right, we'll see you, man. Bye. All right. Thanks again to Jose for joining me today. Uh, always fun to catch up with him. Um, I have also uploaded a a bonus episode for paying subscribers on the Substack, which you can find at blackbird.substack.com. It's just an episode of Jose's podcast that we did together, which you can also find on his podcast feed. Uh, But for convenience sake, I put it there on ours as a bonus episode. Um, If you would like to become a subscriber, just go to blackbird.substack.com. To sign up Um, and whether or not you do it there be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening Um, leave us a thumbs up ratings reviews all that good stuff you know the drill I will make sure to put links to all of Jose's stuff in the show notes along with a link to BU Enterprises our sponsor for this episode thanks again for joining me this episode and I will see you on the next one until then live free